Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everyone, welcome to A Good Football Show. I am Matt Straub. Earlier this week, we placed the top college quarterbacks on potential NFL teams. Today, we're going to be drafting destinations for the top free agent quarterbacks and other quarterbacks who could be on the move this offseason. I am joined by Denny Carter and John Daigle, to whom I pass the mic right now. Daigle, what do you got? Quickly, I just wanted to say, and I understand these situations can cause headaches because there are so many people now that need help. And so uh, perhaps we see all the messages and then start worrying about who we can actually help and where the money goes or whatnot. So I get it if you just shake this part of the podcast off. But I do want to say that the people that are dear to me in Fort Worth, uh, not only my hometown, but a place that is actually I've grown fonder of as I've gotten older and realized what's more important in life are clearly struggling. A second pandemic right now. You know, in the north, if you have two feet of snow, it's single digit degrees, the infrastructure is prepared for that. Whereas Texas, I, I'm not going to go through all the um, how it works, but they're clearly a different grid, electrical grid right now. Um, they are getting little, if any, help from the government. So genuinely, if you just go to texasmonthly.com or look at, the, look at the Texas Monthly social media, or even go to my social media and DM me and ask where you can help or see the thread and the links they have going on, even a couple bucks, five bucks or whatever, is going to keep the energy on for somebody. It's going to give someone a few uh, hot showers. It's going to help out immensely. So I would just say if you have any extra means whatsoever, just know that it is needed, especially in the short term in this next week as they continue to fight through the winter. And uh, it would go to someone. It would absolutely help someone out. Again, I understand that sometimes people think, I don't know where the money goes. It would absolutely keep the lights on a little bit longer, especially in these, these structures like hotels that are trying to welcome more and more people as power continues to be out and over a million homes across the state. So again, you can go to any of those sites and just any little bit helps. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. We will be drafting teams for quarterbacks coming up. First, we're going to hit a couple of quarterback-related headlines, and there was a big one 
on Thursday, the news via Adam Schefter that the Colts are trading a 2021 third round pick and a conditional 2022 second round pick to the Eagles for Carson Wentz. Danny, what's your immediate reaction when you hear the news that Wentz is headed to Indy? Fantasy-wise, my immediate thought is about Jalen Hurts and uh, his position now with the Eagles, which would be the presumed starter. But I I would be surprised if the team were not aggressive in the coming months, uh, whether it's in free agency or the draft, to add some competition possibly for Hertz going into 2021. You you can't forget that this is the team that, and of course that Doug Peterson was, was the coach at the time, no longer that held off on Hertz for as long as possible, you know, and said, we're, we're going to ride it out with Wentz. Even though Wentz was playing at an unbelievably low level. Uh, maybe that, maybe that's changed since he did show uh, some flashes last year talking about Hertz and, and he will get that job. That's exciting, I think, for fantasy. We did a uh, you know rest in peace late round quarterback segment not too long ago, and and uh, even JJ Zacharyson is is kind of talking about shifting how we look at quarterbacks and how we draft quarterbacks and in, in seasonal leagues. I think Jalen Hurts is the kind of guy who could be the key to a late round quarterback approach because he brings that rushing upside, which is obviously the most important thing when we're talking about quarterback production that you can you can get late. In a draft, you know, many years ago, the Zoomers won't remember, but many years ago, that was Terod Taylor. I'm trying to think of other Russian quarterbacks. Oh, Lamar Jackson was available in the 10th. We forget this, you know, Lamar was available in the 10th round two, two summers ago. So I, I think that's the most exciting part here. My other thought is that, you know, a guy like Paris Campbell, who many people have forgotten about since he missed almost all of last year with a knee injury, could benefit from uh, Carson Wentz if, if Frank Wright can get Wentz back up uh, to speed, uh, maybe not, you know, peak Carson Wentz, but something in that range. I think that that ends up being really good for a guy like Campbell. Even as someone who is on record of believing that Wentz cannot help you contend, uh, I think the trade for the Colts is a clear win because of how truly little they had to give up in order to uh, obtain a player with proven upside. Like, yes, he was one of the worst starters. He was one of the worst backups in the league last year. Truly, truly awful. And leading the leagues in interceptions, picks, and sacks taken under center in his 12 starts. But overall, again, this is still a guy who commanded a 4,000-plus yard season with guys like Greg Ward, now Sean Jeffrey, and just players with little talent around him. So yes, the upside is there. And just in the fact that, you know, a second round pick and a conditional second that may not even become a first, like it will be worth the bargain if it does become a first, because that means he will have played at least 70, 75% of the team snaps. And that means they were competing because they did play him that much and thus giving him that, that conditional first round pick. But if not, what's going to happen? They're just going to bench him in week eight or nine, right? They'll go to Jacob Eason, look at him if they're one and six, one and seven at that time for the second half of the season and see how they can move on the next offseason. What also helps wins for the Colts is that they're clearly built to compete right now. Like, yes, they lost a left tackle. They have to figure that situation out, but it's not like uh, let's say if the 49ers lost uh, Trent Williams, right? The the Colts lose their left tackle, and they still have four pro bowlers alongside in that line. So it's totally fine. I think the situation will play itself out. If they lose T.Y. Hilton, no big deal. T.Y. Hilton was give you, giving you practically nothing last year anyways. You have a player with high upside in Michael Pittman, who we know can command targets and lead this team prominently in receiving. So I think it's a, a win, honestly. It's a great situation overall for him to land in. And for the Eagles, just to add to Denny's points, like Jalen Hurts already, I know it's a small sample, but to score 
no fewer than 18.6 fantasy points in his three full starts to average 25 fantasy points in that stretch and to average 12.6 carries per game in that stretch as well just shows you the upside he has. Like, the one bad game he had, you can look to that Cowboys game in week 16 when the, the linebackers were literally told to sit on him. That's why he only had nine carries. He couldn't escape at all. But even having a poor completion percentage, he showed you his the upside and launching the ball deep over seven times. He averaged five throws of 20-plus yards in his three full starts. So I just think it has all the making for a top 10 player his position. Even top 10 might be too lenient. And then, of course... Uh, hint, hint, odds at 80 to 1, I believe, on DraftKings Sportsbook mm-hmm. right now for a long shot MVP bet. Quickly to the Colts skill players, as bad as Wentz was last year, you contrast that with Phillip Rivers, who I think at worst we would say was somewhere in the neighborhood of serviceable, at least in time, in terms of getting the ball where it needed to go. So, Denny, what do you make of the Colts skill players now with Wentz there? Does it feel more like there's more boom potential and more bust potential, whereas we had a pretty steady landscape last year? Yeah, I think that sounds right. I mean, I, you know, I was thinking there's probably a, a greater range of outcomes for the pass catchers in that offense. That offense is such that one guy is probably not going to dominate targets, uh, whether it's Pittman or Paris Campbell or whoever. But, you know, I, I do think that there is more upside in um, a Wentz rejuvenation, if it's even imaginable. And I know it's hard. It's hard to kind of wrap our heads around that after what we saw in 2020 from Carson Wentz. Um, But yeah, I mean, Daigle mentioned uh, Pittman. Wentz is, once upon a time, was a very good deep ball thrower and very aggressive downfield. Um, That was a huge part of his his fantasy appeal uh, and a big part of his boom games, you know, along with with some rushing upside. So, uh, you know, a guy like Pittman seems like the one who would benefit most from that aggressive downfield throwing but again this this all assumes that the Colts and Frank Reich can get a Wentz right again and I, and I, obviously that's a big assumption well for Pittman it just makes sense because there's a lot of room for him to grow he only had a 13 percent target share last year and so now if you add in the fact that this is going to change of course but as it stands with other free agents they have the fourth most vacant targets they have the second highest rate of available targets inside the 10 yard line um, due to free agency right now and so just the fact that we don't think he's going to stick at a 13% target share with all of these available targets to soak up. Like clearly the ceiling is 30 to 35. I don't think he'll get there. But if we say for a full season, he's at 25%, which is more than reasonable given how much vacancy they have through the air. Yeah, he's a clear buy low player. I don't even know if you can buy him low right now, but he's clearly a player just opportunity wise to buy into for this upcoming season. All right. Meanwhile, in Pittsburgh, Steelers GM Kevin Colbert, when asked about Ben Roethlisberger being the 2021 starting quarterback, said he has to, quote, look at this current cap situation. Daigle, what do you make of that comment from Colbert? I actually think he was somewhat telling the truth because when he said this a couple days ago, the league salary cap wasn't clear, and it didn't increase much. It only increased from 175 to 180. There are reports it could go up even higher, but it doesn't seem like it would go up that much higher given that they only increased $5 million on the initial deal. Um, having said that, it just comes down to 
if Roethlisberger, in my opinion, is going to restructure his contract. Because right now, the Steelers still project to be over $30 million, or $30 million over the cap. Um, he's due $41 million cap hit. Uh, if they cut him, they could save $19 million, which, again, given that they're projected to be so far over the cap, would certainly help. And the most important part is that, remember, he was bad last year in the second half. Those last two quarters against the Colts in Week 16 that locked up the division skewed his final numbers over the last six games. Even in averaging 45 attempts in that stretch, he still only had 11 touchdowns to six picks. And then, of course, in the playoffs, had one of the worst quarter, worst half of any quarterback in postseason history in that loss to the Browns. Uh, so do we now, at his age, coming back, do we think like it's going to be a full season of what he showed in the first eight, 10 games. I genuinely don't know. And so that's why I think you have to get a bargain on him. Otherwise at 41 million, it's just not worth it. I think it's telling the way that the team is reacting to Roethlisberger, you know, being very open and public and vocal about uh, saying, look, I'll take a pay cut. I give, I'll do whatever I need to do to give this one more shot. Okay. Because he clearly doesn't want to go out on the late season collapse and the and the horrifying loss to the Browns in the playoffs, right? So we we know this. Everybody knows this. He has made no secret of it. And yet the Steelers brass is still like, ah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Another another factor to consider, I think, is uh, Marquise Pouncey's retirement. Pouncey and Roethlisberger have been very close for many years playing together in Pittsburgh. If you look back at quotes uh, from the two, they talk about, you know, playing with each other until the until the very end. In this case, I guess the bitter end. Uh, and and Pouncey's gone. He's gone. He's retired. You know, Roethlisberger made a comment about about that kind of insinuated that it could impact his uh, decision making in the coming weeks and months. I, I wouldn't be surprised at this point if we don't see Roethlisberger back. I, I think it would be a little bit of an upset for the team to suddenly say, you know what? Yes, we would love you back with this, you know, trimmed down deal. You know, I just it just doesn't seem like it's going in that direction right now. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, even though we're into the NFL offseason, we want to remind you that our premium product subscriptions at NBC Sports Edge cover all sports. So right now you can get access to NBA, NHL, college basketball, and MLB premium products. As the baseball draft guide is now available, for 10% off any subscription, enter the promo code GOOD10. That's GOOD10 for 10% off. All right. With Carson Wentz's destination now known, we're going to look at some of the top remaining quarterbacks who could be on the move this offseason, free agents or trade candidates, and place them onto their 2021 teams. We're going to do this snake draft style. So a three-man snake draft, if I'm correct, Daigle, each turn is going to take two picks, and whoever picks second, that would be me, is going to go one at a time. Correct? Correct. Just a draft. Are- 
imagine it like a three-man fantasy draft where you get back-to-back picks if you're at the edge of the draft. Um, it could get a little dicey because we're responsible for marking off our own players and teams, but we're all here to help. We're all friends. It's early in the offseason. We're, we're allowed to make mistakes. It's okay. Yes, and we have 10, I believe, 10 quarterbacks to draft here. We may end up with uneven rosters at the end. Don't hold us to it. Daigle, I'm going to put you at the top. I'm going to pick second. Denny, you are third. So Daigle is on the clock with the first pick here. Do we want to get spicy or do we want me to just stay bland right now? That's the ultimate question, I think, <laughs> in a draft like this, because we can, as as we talked about off, offline, we can pick these guys for any reason and we can put them wherever we want to, uh, where we'd like to see them go. So, I mean, I find myself gravitating toward the players that could be a total train wreck this season. I'll, I'll leave them on the board for you then. I'll, I won't get spicy just yet. I'll stay bland and stay... Stick Dak Prescott with the Cowboys, so mark them off. I think it's a done deal already. As we know, deadlines make deals in Dallas just because Jerry Jones has no idea how to run the organization. He always waits till the very last minute to get these things done. And if they do opt to just tag him again, I believe it's projected at $41 million, if not a little over this coming up year. So it's a win-win for both sides, although clearly a long-term deal is more in Prescott's interest just in case another – career-threatening injury were to happen. But overall, uh, when when the Jones family talks about the salary cap and getting the correct number, it's such a dumb – it's just such, such dumb things they say. Like Forbes just recently evaluated him as the second most richest franchise in all of sports. Like the salary cap, $180 million is nothing. It's pennies. It doesn't matter whatsoever. It's just more about them not understanding how to get a deal done with Prescott's side, who's only asking for – five million if not less than that more than the current number so i think it gets done later in the offseason uh Dak prescott is definitely staying with the cowboys yeah I, I don't know if uh you know even reading the art of the deal could help jerry jones at this point i i you know i think that everybody knows that Dak prescott is going to start for the cowboys barring some sort of setback with his injury and his, his recovery it just seems like we're going to go back and forth there's going to be you know, some um, underhanded comments maybe about, you know, about Prescott, about the the, what, the Cowboys positioning, but uh, they're, they're going to sign him. They really have no choice. So you don't think it's going to be a franchise tag situation, Daigle? You think it's going to, a, a long-term deal is actually going to get worked out? I, I genuinely don't know, but I do know that he's going back. Like, he'll be back. I'm not worried about that. That's a good question. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they use the franchise tag on him. I just asked it to stall before my pick. That was oh, the only reason I, see, I asked uh, it. That's fancy. Uh, that's a nice move. I, I, left, I, said, I left the bottom feeders for you. Go ahead. Yeah. Grab at them. No, I, you know, I said I was going to do that, but I can't do that with my first pick, I don't think. I'm going to place one Deshaun Watson on the 49ers. As we've oh. said before, this would be, I think, easily the most intriguing and exciting of potential destinations for Watson. Just give me Watson throwing to Ayuk, Kittle, Debo Samuel, with Kyle Shanahan calling the shots, that's that's what I need to see. That's what I want. I, it doesn't feel really like it's going to happen, but it would be pretty incredible, I think. So I was admittedly having a conversation about this with a friend of the show, Evan Silva, last night. And the discrepancy, like, I can't imagine Watson in the Kyle Shanahan system, the one that sits behind the pockets and wait for his reads to open, or at least the one that schemes wide receivers open. But then again, we just haven't had an opportunity to see that from Watson because he's only been asked to play behind the worst offensive lines in league history and then be a magician and make plays on his own. So do I believe he can be in a Kyle Shanahan system? Of course. He can probably excel and be like the best quarterback Shanahan's ever coached. Having said that, though, with a better offensive line, you know, uh, it's it's a good situation overall. 
overall. And again, it's some people have said that if Watson couldn't make the Texans good, how can he make any other franchise good? But remember, the Texans aren't a franchise. There are 31 professional NFL teams and the Texans who are just obsessed with making money with their buddies at the top 1%. They don't care about putting a winning product on the field. Let's not get political, John. No, okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, I, I, I'm obsessed with the idea of Watson going to uh, San Francisco. That's where I want him to go just because of, of the surrounding cast. I mean, you know, Kittle, Ayuk, uh, Samuel, you know, even the, the, the running backs, Mostert and, and, and uh, uh, Jeff Wilson. I know it's funny to mention Jeff, Jeff Wilson with those guys, but I really thought he was impressive in parts of last year. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that offense could just boom uh, with the right quarterback, and obviously Watson would be that guy. Denny, this puts you on the clock yes, for two picks. For two picks, but you can take your time two. with the second one. All right. <laughs> you might have to vamp for a second. All right, I have my first pick because now that we have placed Deshaun Watson in San Francisco, I can go ahead and I can move Jimmy Garoppolo back to New England, banish him back to the Patriots. And I'm doing it, I'm doing that because I don't want to think about having to stream Jimmy Garoppolo next year. And he will be a, a fantasy non-factor. Uh, in New England next season because of their total lack of skill position players on offense, their total lack of receiving depth, you know, that we can just write them off, I think, if that happened. So get them back to New England. Let's forget about them for fantasy. What do you say? It's tough to even evaluate, like, who Garoppolo in the situation would be throwing to because we know, like, with the cap space they have, with the draft picks they have, with no quarterback right now, like I guess it would be Garoppolo, but like the just the situation around him, it's so open to interpretation. They can do whatever they want. That's why the Patriots are one of the more fascinating franchises of free agency because they can literally do whatever their heart desires. And we've never seen Belichick truly try to rebuild because even the Tom Brady situation came fairly late a couple weeks into free agency. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens on offense for them for sure. My second pick. All right, here we go. Uh, second pick, I am going with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ah, sorry. Dang it. I know, I know, I know you were you better put him on the team that I was going to put him on. You're hot, hot <laughs> on him. Okay. Well, I don't know. See, I, I think this is really up, uh, up for grabs here because Fitzpatrick could go to a lot of teams. I have him going to Carolina. Okay. And <laughs> you cut out for a second. Did you say Carolina? I said Carolina. So, so okay. Fitzpatrick to the Panthers. All right. And, and the reason I say that is because. Fitzpatrick is fun for fantasy and fun for, you know, general football uh, situations. And you have Robbie Anderson, you have DJ Moore, you have uh, Christian McCaffrey there. Lots of weapons for him to use. Uh, This assumes, of course, that, uh, you know, Bridgewater is either gone or going to be the backup. And it also assumes that the Panthers don't use their first round pick on a quarterback who they want to start right away. But either way, I think for fantasy purposes, Fitzpatrick in Carolina could be as fun as we've seen Fitzpatrick, honestly. Outside of this game, the Panthers reportedly know have multiple firsts, three reportedly, on the table for Deshaun Watson. Uh, if that were the case, and clearly Watson to the Panthers and then Bridgewater would probably be come back in that deal. If not, they'd probably just release him. But uh, I, I like Fitzpatrick. I genuinely think Fitzpatrick can land with the Broncos. I think it's the perfect situation for an organization that doesn't seem too hot right now to get off Drew Locke, or they at least are open now to adding competition. And Fitzpatrick is the perfect competition because if Locke is bad, 
bad within the first month, which we know he will be. Uh, Fitzpatrick just comes off the bench, you know, has one of his spectacular halves, and then leads them the rest of the way. Plus, with those weapons, it'd be a very six, sexy situation for fantasy as well. So I think it's a win for everybody if Fitzpatrick were to go there. And it just makes sense. Those pass catchers there are, are no joke in, in Denver's offense. That could be really good for fantasy. But hey, had, pa- Panthers have him. DJ Moore has Fitzpatrick now. I had visions of Fitzpatrick slinging the ball all over the place for just a wildly awful Bears offense. That was my oh. that was my dream. But but I but yeah, Carolina, that's exciting. Okay, <laughs> me me pay. Oh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the old Cam Newton Ron Rivera reunion. We're sending Cam to the Washington Football Team. Mm. That's uh, that's something. That actually kind of makes sense, actually. I mean, actually, that, it does make a lot of sense. I could see Rivera. I mean, Rivera is like a very loyal guy. Like he surrounds himself with guys he worked with in Carolina all the time. We, we know how the NFL works. It's just like, who have we seen play in the past or who hands have we shook in the past? And so that's why I'm always trying to connect the dots of how did this person know this coach three years ago? Because that's what matters the most. And with to your point with Rivera and Newton, it makes a ton of sense. All right, I think Daigle, you've got now got two picks, right? At pick number six. Uh, oh yeah, I guess it, it's already back to me. Then I have two picks. Okay, so let's go Bland again, really quick. Let's just put Jameis Winston on the Saints because Nick Underhill seems convinced. He's been reporting on it in depth that the Saints are very interested in bringing Winston back. It would be, I assume, a cheap one-year contract, and he'd have the opportunity to compete with Taysom Hill, who I believe is thirty-one now, thirty-two. Uh, very old. So I just, I cannot imagine, especially after we saw last year, an explosive player off the bench, but not a franchise quarterback you want for 16 games. So I think Winston will be given the opportunity to compete. And I'd love to see Winston with Sean Payton in that offense. So that's my first one. And the next one that we're going to really mess this thing up is if the Broncos are going to move on from Drew Locke, it's either going to be with a splash or someone, like I mentioned, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who they don't have the utmost confidence in, but at least he can be a backup. And so in this case, we're going to do a splash, and we're going to say rather than trading for Watson like they wanted to, uh, they're going to trade for Aaron Rodgers because the type Ooh. of guy to stand in the pocket, a proven winner, is all over. I understand Elway's not the GM anymore, but is all over Elway's radar. Like That's the exact type of quarterback he wants, just a structured dude. And of course – the 2020 MVP. So I think Rodgers landing with the Broncos is certainly possible. Oh man. Huge headline, huge yes. headline coming out of the show here today. Rodgers to Broncos. That is, that is something. I mean, instantly Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant become just enormous draft targets. I, I mean, it, they, I, I don't even know where could, uh, let's see, uh, Cortland Sutton, a, f- a fully healthy Cortland Sutton could be drafted in like the second round with and a full season of like Hamler inside from yeah. from Judy and Sutton. I mean, good lord! You would have you would have the possibility, the potential of a, a down, depressed Aaron Rodgers, like we've seen uh, in Green Bay, because the Broncos could continue to just be bad, and uh, you know how Rodgers gets when when things aren't going perfectly. So uh, we have to factor in. Uh, you know, Rogers mood, which uh, swings wildly from season to season. And also if the Packers were to move on, like it's clear they would trade him out of the conference. They want to get him away from them as as much as possible. Like not, it's not a bears deal. It's a get the hell out of the NFC. So we never have to see you again unless we meet in the Super Bowl. That's right. 
We're already in the final round here, by the way, guys, I think, <laughs> uh, of the draft. It's moving much quicker than I thought, to be honest. Also, by the way, you know who would not be thrilled about that scenario that you just proposed is one Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah. That guy would not be happy. It'd be, it'd be a huge fallout for Adams. And getting, getting back real quick to the Saints situation, Alvin Kamara, you know, his value and his opportunity hinges on who is named the, the starting quarterback. We saw uh, how he was treated in that offense with Taysom Hill under center uh, while Drew Brees was out. Unless they completely change how Taysom Hill operates as a starter, if he gets that gig, I mean, the, the Kamara fallout is significant. I, you know, I don't, I'm trying not to say anything too wild, but I, I, do, I do think that people would have to reevaluate you know, where, where they take him. Uh, yeah, quickly, I'm glad you brought that back up, Danny, because what would you think, Daigle, of the possibility? It sounds like you're not concerned about Taysom Hill poaching too many touchdowns from Winston just from a fantasy perspective. Oh, it's certainly possible. But again, if they have Winston starting, I'd imagine uh, they use Taysom all over the place, like they did whenever Breeze came back this year and last year, and lining him up at wide receiver, giving him carries as well. So I don't know if it's so much poaching from Winston as it is just using Hill more and giving us like opportunities again to play him at tight end or whatever on FanDuel. All right. I think the only way you can follow up a bombshell like the one Daigle dropped with Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos we now know that in this universe we've created, Deshaun Watson is no longer on the Texans. It makes too much sense to me for them to not sign Mitchell Trubisky as mm-hmm. their new quarterback. So mm-hmm. I'm sending Mitch to Houston. That's a that is something. That's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, tell me, tell me that crazier things haven't happened though, right? No, no, no. I, it's totally feasible. I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you put Mitch Trubisky in, in on that team, and wow. The downside is uh, tremendous. If they lose Watson, it makes sense. They have no successor right now to him, no one in place. So they would tap into the market. And Trubisky seems like one of those guys they talk themselves into, oh, like he was drafted early, um, not because he was good, just because he was drafted by a bad franchise early. And as they try to, that's the thing, like, that's why I struggle with the Watson trade because and it really does make sense because they have no draft picks. Like their franchise we know is just, just scoured. Uh, They have no way to rebuild, so they do need to trade Watson. But at the same time, when they trade Watson, truly, how do they put a winning product on the field? How do they put a product to sell to fans? Hey, like, we had Hopkins and Watson, but now we have X and X. Come watch us play. Like, Mm. I don't think there's an out. Like, it's such a – they just need literally all the help in the world. They don't seem interested in doing anything correctly. Not even Easterby could sell that team. No. He, could, he couldn't preach that team if he wanted to. No, no, absolutely not. He couldn't even tell jokes to that team. I don't know if you've seen the, the highlight reel of his jokes. They're quite, quite amazing. So we have now, to pull back the curtains, two quarterbacks left, Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater. So, Denny, the yeah. floor is yours. Put them right. wherever you'd like. I'm glad I, I, I got stuck with the uh, bottom <laughs> of the barrel here. So, uh, all right, so here's in this universe, Ben Roethlisberger retires after trying to negotiate and realizing the team does not want him back anymore, okay. opening opening a, a <laughs> void in Pittsburgh, and Sam Darnold steps in to that void, and mm-hmm. Sam Darnold is signed, is is traded or however acquired by the Steelers, and is not bad. I I think you know with that with the surrounding cast, and Sam Darnold is outside of the disaster that is the the Adam Gase New York Jets offense. I think it can be a, a serviceable quarterback. Maybe I'm alone here, but I wouldn't hate that that move. 
I do wonder if his confidence is completely shot, but I genuinely think he does still have a lot of talent. Uh, the Jets will not get the reported asking price at first. Like if Wentz went for a second and a conditional, you're not you're not tr- getting a first for Darnold. But if you can get him for even a third or fourth, I think that's more than reasonable. For remember, a player who was the youngest quarterback in his own draft class. So there's still room to grow. Again, it just depends on did Gase permanently ruin him or does he have at least a little bit left to bounce back? That's right. The is Sam Darnold actually bad storyline is going to be a fascinating one this upcoming season, wherever he is. I mean, there was a point where Sam Darnold was not terrible. Am I am I misremembering that? No, he's when he came back his rookie year in that last like yeah. month of the season. Remember, he was using his legs like he showed so much promise in being able to create offense under pressure. And then just case showed up and ruined everything. That's literally all that happened. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, I, I remember him being like a, like a premier waiver wire quarterback for a good you know month and a half, two months. So yeah, I'm glad I, I didn't misremember that. So Darnold to Pittsburgh. Finally, we had Teddy Bridgewater, and this is not exciting, okay? I, it could, because honestly, how exciting can you get with Teddy Bridgewater after what we saw last season? Um, he goes to back up Tua in Miami now that Fitzpatrick is, Mm. is, is gone. And, uh, you know, like, like I said, this is not exciting when you bring in a guy like Bridgewater to back up the second year quarterback who you're putting all your eggs with and, and you, and you're going all in with, um, he doesn't pose a threat at all. And I think that's what the dolphins would be looking for. Fitzpatrick posed a threat. Obviously that's why he came in at the end of every game to, to try to clean up to his mess. Um, but uh, I'm sorry, Bridgewater would be would would fit that uh, fit that bill well. And in our new 2021 universe, uh, Nick Foles would be starting for the Bears again, and the Jets don't have a quarterback. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bears yeah, are apparently drafting a quarterback as the mocks already have it. Yes. And by the way, Denny, did you intentionally send Teddy Bridgewater back to his hometown? Because there's another little narrative for you on that one. Oh, I, uh, yes, I definitely intended to do that. Yes, thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> All right. Well, we did it somehow. We did it. Man, it's been a journey, but we did it. That's about going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Anything to promote, gentlemen, on NBC Sports Edge before we depart? Yes, uh, I will have a, uh, a piece on the Carson Wentz trade fallout uh, on the site, looking at both the Eagles and the Colts angles. Hayden Winks is still grinding away on early offseason previews that are tremendous. I suggest everyone go to the homepage and check those out. Uh, my Again, my available targets, available carries trackers are up, still being updated. Um, just got a recent update since Wentz did have a lot of carries, so I had to account for that. And then uh, I'm in the lab working on best ball tiers for release here in the next couple of weeks, early best ball tiers. So those will be put out, and then you know I'll update them throughout the offseason as I always do. And Pat Darty is still hauling boxes for the foreseeable future. He's still moving in like one degree temperature. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) All right. Daigle, Denny, thanks, guys. Thanks to all of you for listening. We will see you next week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.